Have you ever considered how much time you spend sleeping? Every night? Every week? During the course of your entire life? Odds are you don't. Sleep is how we spend one third of our lives. So maybe it's time to make an investment in where you sleep. That's why you should buy my mattress, the bed I was formerly sleeping on at my old apartment for a few years. It's stain-free, comfy, and clean enough. Buying my mattress is super simple. Just head over to https colon slash slash boston.craigslist.org slash gbs slash fuo slash d slash my hyphen mattress slash 63831512111.html today. My mattress. It's cheaper than a new mattress and is currently blocking the sidewalk. Greetings from the crew here at Guaranteed Audio for episode five. I am Kevin James, joined by my friends Neil Ciceriga. Neil Ciceriga. And Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. <laughs> uh, Ryan Murphy, who are you? Why are people listening to you talk on the internet radio? I'm a writer. I'm a filmmaker. I'm a stop motion animator. I am. A, I write horror stories, spooky stories, creepy pastas are among my favorite things of all. I like weird fiction. I like surreal fiction. I'm a. I'm a cool guy. Do, you, do I get to say that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do yeah, I get yeah. to say that? I'm, I'm Ryan's sticking to word it. For it. <laughs> uh, Neil, who the hell are you? I'm Ryan's friend, and um, I also make uh, videos and. I make a lot of music. I do mashups. I uh, have an internet presence. Um, it's, whoa. I, Kevin James, am also a filmmaker. Uh, I do a lot of uh, TV and uh, film work, usually gun for hire stuff where I'll do like a short contract. Um, I work with these two clowns. We've been making movies together since 2005. 2004? That sounds right. 2005 is... Yeah, so six. We've all known each other since grade school. We've been making goofy videos together, some of which have gained some viral acclaim, some more than others. <laughs> For those who are new listeners and old, we'd like to announce that our RSS feed is live. Yes. <laughs> Only half a dozen recordings into our audio efforts. Uh, we now have a feed on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere else you would normally listen to podcasts, uh, you know, outside of YouTube, which is where we've been hosting them before, and mm-hmm. on our Patreon page. And to find our podcast if you somehow found it and need directions again uh it's at guaranteedaudio.com if you go to guaranteedaudio.com you'll find our show guaranteedvideo.com will bring you to our movies and our you know more importantly our patreon page where you'll find all our updates and you know behind the scenes footage all that good stuff all the stuff that's not readily available on youtube for the public it's really quite uh it's well, i mean I guess nobody cared that much, but it is kind of lucky that we uh, we only just registered those domains today. Uh, we've been doing this for months. Nobody swiped them out underneath us. I yeah. guess actually maybe is a slight against us. That <laughs> <laughs> people haven't been yeah on top of it. Well, um, yeah, that's it for the introductions. Uh, Guaranteed Audio podcast that we have in store for you today uh, has a loose theme uh, based around a pop culture character that refuses to go away, who is now... What what is his age? What's the determined age of Sonic the Hedgehog? Twenty six years, twenty seven years he was old. Conceived and conceived. He was conceived. Yeah, let's. He was just sounds gross. And you know what? I'm sticking with that because he's gross now. <laughs> he stayed gross. He wasn't born gross, and most births are gross. But I'm gonna tell you, I got a bone to pick with Sonic, and you're all gonna hear about it. That's where this is gonna go. The theme all is right, Sonic well, the Hedgehog. Save a little bit of that. Sonic the, the Hedgehog. Meat of the show. Yes, yeah. but. 
1991? 1991. Yeah. I have the whole history of Sonic the Hedgehog's genesis, for lack of a better word. Uh, I, as I said it, I realized that was a, the wrong word. That but was a perfect. The, the, the team at Sega America and Sonic Team, like their whole thing. We could get into that later on. But Ryan had a quiz last month he had prepared about Sonic the Hedgehog, and we tabled it because we were getting close to Halloween. And then apparently a new Sonic the Hedgehog game came out like this week. Yeah. So I guess we have did. to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. You're right. The intellectual property that truly refuses to die. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll get into our normal segment, which is what's everyone been doing? Uh, Ryan, what have you been up to lately? Well, I'm still working. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, My brother and his new wife just got back from their honeymoon uh, about a month ago. So yeah, I'm going to say four weeks ago. And uh, since then, I've just we are very close to Thanksgiving season. For those of you who are listening who are not Americans, Thanksgiving is a problematic holiday that we have every year. Right around, I want to say that uh, other parts of the world have Boxing Day or Bastille Day. No, Bastille is definitely December. But yeah. there's something along well, the, the last It's a good Thursday. thing to break up school years, all right? Yeah. So, yeah. The last Thursday of November, for those who don't know what Thanksgiving is. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's the day we give thanks. So have you just been getting ready for the Thanksgiving season yes, with your family? Yeah, exactly. Uh, how about you, Neil? Anything exciting? Uh, I noticed they're selling eggnog in the in supermarkets now. Um, yes, that's one Christmas thing I'm okay with because I love eggnog and I I love eggnog. That's the sentence that I wanted to say. So <laughs> but I feel like up until last year, I was seeing Halloween flavored eggnog hit in like Ooh. August, and this year I didn't see it anywhere. But I did see Halloween flavored milk. Like orange milk, just milk. Just, Are you just, sure? Just, yes, you I'm sure. I didn't okay. make this up. This is no. They had it at Market Basket, two different Market Baskets. Wow. Yeah, and this year, um, I think the companies you know that that produce eggnog, Hood, etc. Mm-hmm. I think they just realized, hey, why don't we just make a Halloween specific thing? I, I think honestly, the success of some stuff like Stranger Things made people realize in the last year or so, hey, we can just make spooky food items again. Like Ecto Cooler came back out with Ghostbusters mm-hmm. last year. Like that stuff's kind of getting proliferated again i feel like there was an absence of halloween flavored food bingo even even count chocolate has been hard to come by (laughs) (laughs) oh he's been sleeping for thousands of years (laughs) um i i did i think uh we did our last podcast it was before halloween um i just moved to a new uh house in a new neighborhood and we were very worried that we wouldn't get trick-or-treaters me and my wife um but thankfully we got about 70 kids, something like wow, that. Wow, that's fantastic. Fantastic. This is a good neighborhood for it. There were a lot of, really nobody over 10. It was a lot of like little like five-year-olds and stuff. And Children, they call them. Chil- oh, yes, thank you. Children and... Um, adults, but smaller. Adults standing say. behind the children, telling them what to say, trick or treat, thank you, mm-hmm. walk away now. Okay. Um, and it was really nice. It was just a nice, wrapped up by eight Kind of, you know. <laughs> if you don't, cool. if you don't know who Ryan is, this next factoid is going to make you really respect him. Ryan gave out full size candy bars. Yes, I did. Full size candy bars, way better. Kids remember that yeah. when you're gonna give a gift, because these are a form of gift giving. Yeah. Go big or go home, literally and figuratively. A kid will remember that house. Now, if Neil did that, he would have had to spend about fifty five dollars. <laughs> if my math is correct, how we many? We didn't. Um, we did have a ton of candy. We didn't have full size candy bars, but we did. We did have full size Airheads, which kids love. Hell yeah, yeah. I spent not. Th- this is not a bragging. This is not a competition, everyone. <laughs> but I spent a little over a hundred bucks on Halloween candy this year because it's worth it. And another well, I thing, I spent two hundred bucks. <laughs> well, I spent nothing. Bu- <laughs> I had comically huge. 
huge candy bars. <laughs> Wait a minute, not to again. This is not a competition. You know those giant gummy worms? I, I had a fifty of them. I live in Salem, Massachusetts, and I didn't get any candy. That's prepared where I'm going I, with this. I live in an apartment complex with uh-huh. four units, and it's like a big house. It's like a late 1800s mansion thing. It's got a big face to it. In and, Salem, yeah, from Hocus Pocus and the real world. <laughs> Salem. Uh, that's where I was going with this. Again, it's not a. And for those of you listening at home, y- you're not in the room. You don't know if we're joking or not about it. <laughs> I swear to God, it's not a competition. I just love Halloween. I really do. Yeah. I, we all do. Yeah. I yeah. still. I, Me, I shouldn't. Yeah. I still have my decorations up right now. We're looking yeah, at bats I'm, and. I'm going to a Halloween party not this weekend, but next weekend. My really? friend Corey Tilton, who did some of the uh, music for the Creed, um, he uh, he's he just has it late every year. He's like, I'm not going to compete. Like that's cause, smart because a lot of people will announce the Halloween party literally two months in advance in our circles. And it's really hard because everyone wanted to have it on Saturday this year. Right. Mm-hmm. I had four parties I was invited to the weekend of Halloween. I made it to yours. Thanks. We all made it to Neil's. Yep, we all got to Neil's. For those of you who saw that the, the image for the last podcast was from Neil's really cool photo booth room. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I love it when we set those up. And uh, Corey just decided, hey, you know, I'm just going to everyone's going to have costumes or like they're going to like, you know, maybe they and, and for Hillary and I, my girlfriend and I, we really wanted to do a certain costume, uh, but we didn't have time to do it. And, you know, for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we have, you know, we had an extra two weeks. So I like we, that. Yeah, Second yeah. chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> Halloween's great. Like I, I'm going to, so we're hypocrites. We're going to celebrate Halloween for two months <laughs> in Christmas. I'm going to lament a bit. Like it should be like three weeks tops. Yeah. Um, well, let's. But, but for, by the way, one quick thing before I forget, because I will forget it. There is a certain twinge to shopping at Spirit Halloween, and for those of you who live in parts of the country without a Spirit Halloween, I pity you. Spirit Halloween is a temporary Halloween superstore that comes into the wreckage of other abandoned Circuit targets, cities, abandoned yeah. Circuit pizza cities, huts. pizza. Yes, <laughs> uh, the 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 remnants of the, the the fall of the American Mall, if you will. Huh, the fall of the American they Mall. They always, yeah, they like, they cordon off like half of the store. They do. There's to hide a, the sadness. There's an entire like empty space behind these curtains. And, and it, it's great. The great thing about Spirit of Halloween is if you need like a specific thing for a Halloween costume, uh, you just figure out whatever the, the hot brand is of the day and you get parts for that costume. Uh, I wanted to be YB from Coraline this mm-hmm. Halloween and getting like an actual curly haired wig was like 50 bucks but the stranger things wigs oh. were 14 dollars it's there you go <laughs> and it's not like someone's gonna look at me like hey you're the kid from stranger things that's his hair like no <laughs> so it's a great way to hey, cut- why is rocky calling you up? <laughs> <laughs> he's a big fan of netflix he owns stock in it <laughs> the point is going to spirit halloween is go after halloween november 1st november 2nd mm-hmm um, everything's cheap because here's what they do because I, I can say this I, I I think legally I'm allowed to do this I used to work at a spirit Halloween and uh, in between real jobs and I know that you have to box up and pack up everything spirit Halloween is actually owned by Spencer's gifts yeah. real stores mm-hmm. gross stores but real stores uh, and that by the way that's not an opinion it's a fact that joint is gross uh, they they have to pack up everything, so there's a cost-effective ratio of is it cheaper to box it up and save it for next year, or is it cheaper to just slash the prices and get the, – the store has got to move. Yeah, less either, trucks. Either in a customer's bag or in the box, so mm-hmm. get moving, and ev- all the good stuff's cheap. 
And we clean up every Halloween. We used to, back in the day when we lived with our parents when we were like 20, uh, we would go to Walmart the week after Halloween and buy Bingo. all the fake blood and fake smoke. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to need fake blood for this movie in six months. Like, so let's buy it now. We'd buy gallons of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, Halloween sound effects CDs. Yes. <laughs> Which we still listen to. We have one in my car right now. In fact. <laughs> uh, have we talked about Halloween more than our Halloween episode at this point? Maybe. Yes. So let's move on to our first true segment. Yes. Media current. Has anyone here been consuming anything interesting lately? Uh, Neil, you saw Thor. I did. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Directed by... Uh, Taika Waititi, yeah. For, fun look, from what fun, we do in the Fun looking guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of um, What We Do in the Shadows was a, you know, one of the best comedy oh, movies. Oh, I haven't seen that yet either. You, neither of you have seen it's it. It's on Amazon by the Prime. Way, I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok yet. Spoil away. Have fun. Don't let that impede well, your ability to I hear, I hear they finally made a funny Marvel Comics movie. Oh. They finally <laughs> did it. They finally did it. It is interesting. I, I, they're heroes. They're kind of, they're all kind of like pretty loaded with jokes. Even the first um, Iron Man is a comedy film. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Iron Man Avengers is constantly is a comedy wisecracking. That's yeah, yeah, like yeah. the whole point. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like wildly different, but it is kind of following along the trend of they're getting like pretty visually varied with the movies now. Not varied, but like there's tons of color in this. There's a lot of... Uh, it looks a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. It's kind of like a better version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is to say it has less variety. <laughs> Uh, well, what I'm saying is, I'm saying that's where they're going with the sure. comics now. They're, they're, oh, you're they're, saying they're all going to look like, okay, okay, okay. Well, gotcha. like, yeah. just based on uh, that, Guardians of the Galaxy and um, Doctor Strange, they all have, like, a lot of, like... Neon color. Neon colors and just, like, fun, crazy special effects, uh, which I'm totally down with. It's very in in keeping with, you know, the comic book aesthetic. Sure. Um, you know what I'm fascinated by, and uh, if we all live long enough to see this... Uh, these are the movies little five, six, seven-year-olds are watching that on. they're going, yeah, they, this is their Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like at Jurassic Park 93, 94, help me out, guys. 93. 93, thank you. When I was, yeah, I was born in 1986, so Jurassic Park, just as a little boy, just blew my mind. And these movies, in a very different culture for a very different media consumption for these little boys and girls... This is the base. What will how what of what parts and pieces of this will they keep by the time they're 30, 40, 50? What about this is going to stick with them? Yeah. What, what about well, it will mean something? I and it will. It will be. It will. It, it, it has will, to be. But it will. But I, I think it's to. a little closer to like the cartoons because it's so episodic and because they really blend together. All That's the movies. cool. Yeah. The only yeah. one that really seems to have stuck out in the Marvel universe in the last couple of years. I was going to say Captain. I, I was going to say. The new Spider-Man seems to be, even though like Iron Man's in it and stuff, it yeah. seems like the most standalone. Uh, the most. Yeah, standalone by virtue of being Grounded a different movie re- studio. Or, well, like yeah, it, it seems because like, they're all yeah. part of the Marvel brand. I think it works a little bit more like a TV show, sure, uh, than Jurassic Park did. But, but like this a, new Thor movie, like Hulk is like the buddy. Yeah, this yeah. has cameos from like other Marvel characters, and it like you know it, it ties. In. <laughs> yeah, it ties. It ties in. It's not. It's not a. Uh, it's it's. It's not as um, singular as like Logan was to yeah. the you know to that that movie. Logan's franchise. enough. Logan's another as a better example than Spider-Man: Homecoming, I yeah. guess. In terms of like this is like kind of like a standalone. Like Man of Steel had that feel because they were kind of feeling out if they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. But for Logan to be that type of movie after twenty years of X-Men films, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, seventeen years. My mistake. Yeah, but anyway, no. Thor Ragnarok is totally like it's like very funny, and uh, like I, I was laughing my ass off at Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. in it. Um, ah. 
yeah, it's worth seeing just for for good old Jeff. The cast is amazing, but that is not my media current. You just kind of foisted that on me. You saw it this week. <laughs> I did, but I more recently I I, I watched Exorcist three, and I want to talk a little bit about Please. Exorcist. Oh, this is good. Have either of you seen it? I've only seen Exorcist one, and then the second version of the prequel made oh. in two thousand four. Okay. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Have you seen? A lo- too long ago to have rel. It was a summer that I wa- They were showing all the Exorcist movies, and it was not to even to pitch a new one. I was in junior high. It was. It was kind of like when one of the paid, one of the upper cable channels just showed all the Planet of the Apes movies. All not 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 with um, James Franco and stuff. It was the five Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, another Planet of the Apes. There's, there's five. They're very distinct films. The point is they showed them back to back. I don't know why. Maybe it's a contract thing. And did Exorcist 3 get next? Nope. And there was a... <laughs> Great. For some reason, see, the, see uh, if that happened, I would really well, remember Exorcist three. But go on. I, it, I saw it was it was streaming. Um, I, I was over a friend's house who subscribes to um, what's there's like some like cable television. No, no, it's like it's like a streaming. You get it on on Amazon Prime, but it's like all horror stars movies. or something. It's, it's kind of oh, like Fearnet, Chiller, Fearnet, something like that. All right. Um, and I we were just trying to pick something, and like, oh, Exorcist three. I've heard that's good. So we were watching it, and it's just very disjointed. And we were trying to figure out, like, is this good? Is this kind of cut from the same cloth as Twin Peaks? Everyone's kind of acting super weird in it. Yeah. It's got George C. Scott from... Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. I, we love George C. Scott. Me too. Uh, yeah. He's very flat. What's a uh, favorite George C. Scott role? Uh, Flim Flam Man? Patton? I think, I, I think I've actually maybe only... Strange Love for me. Strange Love's great. And maybe I've only seen him in um Doctor Yeah, Strange Love. Doctor Strange Love. Um, and now this. Just to clarify. Uh, he's only good in one scene at the end where he's kind of like battling a demon and he gets pinned to the wall and starts sputtering about uh, I believe in evil. You know, just like really doing a good job, but he's not doing like a good job. Like they let him kind of be him? They, for a, I guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, rescuers down under. <laughs> ah. Um, yeah. good, good thinking, Lincoln. Uh but, underrated. Yeah, Rescuers uh, Down Under is underrated. But the kind of like the jewel in the center of Exorcist Three is Brad Dorif plays. Oh, uh, cool. He plays a crazy person who. <laughs> what are the don't go, the go on? <laughs> um, but he actually he's the only he's really the only person like putting the effort in in the movie. He always delivers. He's yeah he's really delivering. He's he, just like very he's doing some alien great monologues. He's really but good. they go on way too long. Yeah, it's directed by the writer. Oh, the novelist oh. who wrote The Exorcist. That sometimes works out. Sometimes that with works James out. James Mangold, it worked out with uh, Copland. But uh, it's 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 not very good. And we I found out later, like, oh, it was really hacked to death. They made him reshoot an ending because apparently the original movie didn't have any exorcisms in it. <laughs> <laughs> what? It didn't. Well, this he wanted to call stupid. it Legion, which is the name of the book, and yeah. they're like, well, it's technically it's it has the same characters as the Exorcist, so you have to call it the Exorcist Three. I can see some board meeting of people uh, going. You're going to confuse th- audiences. That happens too, too with the Exorcist uh, prequels that came out. So you guys know the story about the Exorcist prequel? Please no. no they I were making not. one around 2003 or four, and they got all the way through production, and the studio watched it and said, "This is crap." So they reshot the entire film. They like rewrote the script. They kept the same principal cast, like one or two actors, and they made a completely different movie with the same lead actor. Hmm. And they released that one. And I saw that one. I think it's called Exorcist the Beginning or something like that. And then like a year later, they put out the other one. 
That's weird. Oh, so it's kind of like that uh, that DVD extra movie of like Anchorman or whatever. Yeah, here, a whole other movie um, of outtakes. But yeah. the, the final thing huh. of note about Exorcist 3, it does have some pretty creepy, a couple like really good creepy scenes. It's got the crawling on the ceiling. Yeah. Old lady. The nun um, in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a dream sequence in the middle of it um, where he... Uh, goes to heaven and there's angels walking around and one of the angels is Fabio in a cameo. <laughs> it's straight up. It's Fabio and I think uh, Patrick oh, Ewing is there and it's just a. Uh, oh. It's Remember a he got weird attacked movie. by a bird. He was on a. Uh, he was on a roller he coaster. On a, oh, he a ride a goose with his face. A goose. A goose is a bird. Oh. A goose. He had a yeah. tone. But <laughs> I just kind of hoped it was a little bird. I hope the bird was okay. I still hope the bird's okay. No, but I a think goose. <laughs> if you get hit off in the face by goose. Fabio. <laughs> What, uh, what about My you, Ryan? Face yeah. with a goose. Ryan, have you, have you watched anything lately, Ryan? <laughs> yes. Or read you anything? the footage of Fabio getting hit in the face. <laughs> what if that was... <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. I was... <laughs> Actually, I was I, I, if I recall correctly, it's almost like a triptych of photos. Fabio on the, on the roller coaster. Fabio getting hit with the goose. Fabio with his nose busted. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, For those of you at home, Kevin, we have a monitor here, and Kevin is, you just Google Fabio roller coaster, like, oh, you mean the bird. Jeez. How about you, Ryan? <laughs> okay. I, um, something I haven't talked about yet. I watched it about three weeks ago, and actually I was talking about it with a couple of folks uh, at the Halloween party the other week. Uh, I watched the Netflix series. It's only eight episodes long. There's no sequel, by the way, because uh, it ends. Uh, OJ Sip, no. <laughs> actually, OJ's on Hulu. And OJ's on Amazon. And OJ's OJ on too? the street because the murderer, OJ Simpson, the Alleged. murderer, OJ Simpson, the murderer, <laughs> is a free man. I don't man. want to get sued. <laughs> the point is, OJ can just, you know what? I, this is not about OJ. <laughs> this is not about o, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Say it three times and make a reel. I watched about... Oh, you just can't escape OJ. What did you watch? Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> I watched the story about how the FBI, um, in a lot of ways, created... About how this um, this uh, analyst from the FBI, in a lot of weird ways, created or really fine-tuned the field of forensic linguistics. Yeah. Studying a person's words, their choice of words, their absence of words, and how they use this to, to dissect... Ted Kaczynski's manifesto and catch the Unabomber. Hmm. Uh, it's really well done. Uh, I just I'm, I've always been fascinated by the tragic story of this mad, this brilliant genius madman who uh, chose much like Doctor Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Go on, <laughs> too, early, too early, too early, too <laughs> early. I just realized, like, oh, we haven't talked about Sonic. First all. of all, Ted Kaczynski's smarter than Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on the record. Not that the man's getting any compliments today. That is not a compliment. Yeah, I just pictured I mean, you visiting Ted Kaczynski in prison, and you each have the phones, like you have the plexiglass between the two of you. You know, Mr. Kaczynski, I just wanted you to know, I think you are way smarter than Dr. Eggman Robotnik. I know this guy who's talking about Robotnik, and I says, I says to him, hey, he's no Kaczynski. Did he ever turn a rooster into a robot frog? So the show is good, right? Show is good. Um, good or Okay. Um, I really, I soaked it up in two days. I would watch it again, too. It's not, it's not like, you know, um... Is it as good as the OJ, uh... Yes, crime. yes, absolutely as good oh, OJ. It's yes. as good as that, because I love Hey, you it. brought him up OJ, you brought up OJ this time. But I did, well, I mean, just in terms of, like, a true crime miniseries. Yeah. Yes. Based off of... Uh, yeah. 
They make a in a weird way. There is a, a certain twinge of sympathy for Kaczynski. Um, he's the bad guy. His victims deserve um, the to be not victims of this <laughs> monstrous human being. Yeah. Um, he's delusional. It's it's a really tragic case. He, he's 16 years old. Almost certainly misdiagnosed. Would have better been better diagnosed with um, social anxiety disorder. 16 admitted to got into Harvard University. Real just brilliant savant. Um, enlisted by the the government for that awful shady program MK Ultra, which became ostensibly years not a, what became years and years of physical, mental, and emotional abuse that drove this capable very. Very, very intelligent young man who was vulnerable into a uh, into a fucking horrible human being that yeah. killed people. Yeah. Um, but the story of catching him because he was so sm- he understood what he did was wrong because he would not have hid his tracks so for lack of a better term, evil genius Lee, because he was too smart to be caught by the entire FBI through all the technology they have. And though there, and yes, there is an OJ Simpson line in it, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. Uh, but there's a scene where not the head of the FBI, but one of the higher ups explains, we have just launched a website on the internet <laughs> specifically to catch the Unabomber. The internet beat the Unabomber? It's in the explain www.fbi.gov. Hmm. Um, actually, I think he even says .com. I don't think they even had government websites. But he explains, the. he has to explain in a press conference, this is called a website because like in the hopes of sharing information to get this motherfucker. Do they show the website? It's got like under construction gifts. <laughs> a toaster gift. Counter, yeah. <laughs> Dancing baby. I... I I, I don't honestly remember right now if on the program they show them, but the it's got like is, a punch the monkey ad. Do you guys remember back when you first learned how to use the internet, getting the talk about whitehouse.com? Do you no, this? no. Like, what was on whitehouse.com? It was a porn site. So I okay. remember in seventh grade, like being instructed, like, you know, hey, listen, you got to go to whitehouse.gov.government, G-O-V. You don't want to go to whitehouse.com. So, of course, every kid immediately puts in whitehouse.com to see why can't I go to whitehouse.com. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if that's still the same. That, yeah, I don't remember doing that. Yeah, because well, I, I, I don't think I was interested in going to the White House's website when yeah. I was a kid. See pictures of Bill Clinton's cats. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, from, I found that interesting on account of that. that the, there was a point. God, isn't that insane? There was a point when children had access to the Internet in schools and libraries and things in the computer lab. Uh, but there were no, um, there was no software, no, no firm to, 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 yeah, there was no protection at all for me. Um, I've, um, I almost finished the uh, first season of leftovers. I'm almost done with that. I'm going to wait till next episode to get into that, but I have been recently playing psychonauts, uh, a Tim Schafer platforming game from, uh, PS2, the original Xbox, like 2004, I want to say 2005, uh, Funny as hell, as all Tim Schafer games are, uh, for people out there listening who aren't into video games, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you, video <laughs> games are the best, uh, Tim Schafer's made countless great games, Grim Fandango, Brutal Legend, uh, what, you know, Day of the Tentacle, yeah. um, he just did, um, well, he's, he's still making games. He, double he, Fine. He, yeah, he runs Double Fine, you know, they have a whole bunch of series they, they just put out a psychonauts br game for playstation 4 I'm and they're like, working on psychonauts 2 yeah they and just announced yeah and year. yeah and um i've been playing through it finally i bought it for like two bucks on a sale like months ago mm-hmm. it's really funny uh the voice actor who does invader zim richard horvitz horvitz yeah horvitz he's um right. he's the main character rasputin and he's this also uh he was uh Daggett. 
Daggett. Daggett. <laughs> Angry Beavers. Well, he, he plays this kid who has psychic powers that goes away to this summer camp that's actually like a government training facility for kids to learn how to use their psychic powers. Speaking of MK Ultra, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a la the X-Men or Harry Potter or Ender's Game or something. And uh, But it is like a summer camp. Like the kids are like making s'mores and like fishing and stuff while learning how to make mind bullets. And uh, it's funny as hell. Uh, I'm like four and a half hours in. Uh, I think I think I think I'm halfway through. It's a lot. It plays a lot like uh, Ratchet and Clank, but um, it's a 3D platformer, uh, and uh, I just highly recommend it if anyone wants to. Just I I I, I play it on PC if you have the option. I'm more of a console guy. I like mm-hmm. playing stuff on PlayStation, but the uh, PS2 version of this game was definitely the roughest. And they did some work to clean it up a bit for PS4, but it's like still it runs at like 20 frames a second, and like you know, a real platforming video game is supposed to run at like 60. Like Sonic the Hedgehog, for example. <laughs> oh, this is uh, this is kind of the uh, this is the segue. This is the segue. So Sonic the Hedgehog is in the news right now because Sonic the Hedgehog got <laughs> killed someone. He killed someone. No, Sonic the Hedgehog and Kevin Spacey. Uh, uh, no, you stole my that. joke. I was gonna say he got fired by Netflix. <laughs> uh. So for those who don't know what Sonic the Hedgehog is, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is the corporate mascot and high-selling IP of Sega. Uh, Sega used to be a very popular arcade video game company, kind of a shadow of what they once were. Um, and his peak fame, I would say, is like was probably around the same era as Bart Simpson, like 1992, 93. I'm the baby, mm-hmm. gotta love me. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> and uh, Sonic um, just won't go away. Uh, Sonic is still getting games made pretty much annually. Um, he's in like the new Smash Brothers games with Mario, which it's it's weird. It's like a false equivalency. I just don't. I love Sonic. There's part of me that loves Sonic. Kids still love Sonic, but he's not like Mario or Pac-Man or something. Um, he will always be the family guy to the Simpsons. Yes. Sonic the Hedgehog had two games released this year of note. Uh, there was Sonic Mania a couple months ago, which was great. Basically a ROM hack. Uh, this guy named Christian Whitehead and his studio were hired by Sega. Like, hey, can you make us a downloadable Sonic game that's like 15 bucks, 20 bucks? Do what you got to do. And it was probably the best Sonic game made since Sonic 3 or Sonic and Knuckles, uh, which is to say it's the first good Sonic game in like 20 oh, years. Oh, y- yes. Yeah. Um, I played at my brother's house. Yeah. I, I, I love did. it. And that's right. I I started playing through and I I actually thought it was just a, you know, he just downloaded on the store one of the older games. Like, yeah. did my memories of Sonic 2 vague? Like, no, my memories of Sonic 2 are fresh. Yeah. Surprisingly, because I've been researching Sonic the Hedgehog a lot lately yeah. um, for this podcast. But yeah, yeah. it was good. It looks good a lot. It, it was fun. For those of you who don't, aren't in the know, like this game, Sonic Mania, looks a lot like a game that would have been created in, say, 1993. It was designed using the old art assets that Sega had created back in the early 90s, right? Like the Mm -hmm. old, like, sprites and such. It looks like it came out during the bleeding edge of 3D graphics. Like, there are very low-poly 3D elements to the graphics. The color palette's a bit better than Sega Genesis. But basically, it looks looks like a hacked Sonic game from 1993 or 4. Yeah. And then another Sonic game came out this week that's apparently trash, uh, Sonic Forces, I want to say it's called. It's a, like a big budget. Six out of ten. Uh, like 3D platforming game. It's not terrible, right? I don't know how the it's curve just, it's, works. It's the same thing. <laughs> On Metacritic, it's like a like a 58%. It's just... Came out two days ago. Wow. You could look up countless video game podcasts where they talk about why Sonic hasn't been good in 
forever. Uh, basically, the character didn't make a great transition to 3D the way Mario did. Or he did not go gentle into that good night, no. <laughs> and if you want to hear a good dissertation on how to do what Sonic was doing in 3D, I recommend looking up uh, a panel that Mark Cerny, Jason Rubin, and a bunch of other founders from Naughty Dog did about a year ago during the anniversary of Crash Bandicoot. They did this uh, panel, it was around E3, and they talked about when they were trying to cook up the first polygonal 3D platformer with Crash Bandicoot, uh, they didn't have the name Crash Bandicoot when they were cooking up the game. They just called it codename Sonic's Ass because <laughs> they were trying to solve the problem. How do you make it fun to look at Sonic's ass for six hours? <laughs> I, I don't think it's our place to really do like a video game podcast discussion. I think it'd be fun simply to talk about our history with the character of Sonic. Sonic is now this awkward pop culture entity. He's a meme more so in my life uh, than a video game character. Like I don't really play Sonic video games, but I'm always aware of Sonic. There's been fan art drawn of the three of us as Sonic characters. Yes. Like Sonic's Ooh. yeah, it's weird. I've Sonic's buried out that there. <laughs> um Neil, do you have any ties to Sonic? Does no, he- that's why this is a bad <laughs> idea for a podcast. <laughs> You've never played Sonic? I well, okay, my memory of Sonic, the first time I played Sonic was probably at Blockbuster Video, I think, or uh some video store. They had uh the kiosks with uh video game consoles that you could rent. The Sega yes. Genesis was yes. yeah. Behind all that, really and I remember they had the glass, but man, that glass was everything then. <laughs> and they had like the um, the clear the, plastic, whatever. The controllers were on these little like spring-loaded uh, arms that were coming out, and I remember playing like maybe a level, half a level of Sonic the Hedgehog. There, I remember hearing the sound effects and seeing the graphics. Probably Spring Yard Zone. No, yeah, no probably no, no, Green Hill Zone. Something, probably the first level. Of Green the game, Hill Zone. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'd see it at friends' houses, and I've known people who've been into Sonic. I um, You're more of a PC gamer. I'm a PC gamer yeah. guy. So I had um, Jazz Jackrabbit, which was kind of uh, Epic Mega Games, uh, who later became just Epic Games. Gears uh, of War and such. Yeah, yeah. That, they had kind of a knockoff of Sonic for the PC uh, audience uh, called Jazz Jackrabbit. And it was... I don't think there was as much running uh, through the levels... Uh, it was a little more just kind of like a, um, uh, I mean, like, obviously, like, it's a it's a rabbit instead of a hedgehog. So, like, it's it's close in the look and vibe. But it was also just kind of a general purpose platformer with a lot of shooting and stuff. So, you don't have any real, like, relationship with Mario either, right? Like, you, did you own, uh, like, a Nintendo console growing up? You were always a PC kid. We always had a PC. I'd have friends who'd have uh, consoles. And, and later later on, I played a ton of Mario Kart um, so that's that's my Mario. <laughs> but Ryan, you you and I, you know, we Ryan and I were really good friends in grade school, mm-hmm. and then we didn't see each other for a while because we went to different high schools. But then around seventeen, eighteen, we started talking again. And I remember one day we were working together at Sears, and it was like the first time you and I had talked in like five years, like yep. at length. And Ryan and I started talking about Doctor Robotnik for some reason, <laughs> and we're having lunch, and Ryan just starts getting annoyed. He's like, "It just doesn't make any sense. Why not just make a robot that looks like a chipmunk?" rather than make an animal into a robot chipmunk that is frequently not a chipmunk to begin well, with. Well, I don't know I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, right so in the, in, <laughs> okay, so in the Sonic the Hedgehog games, Sonic beats up robots that look like animals. So you okay, yeah. so there's like a robot chicken. These would be the, the bad guys. The, bot, yeah. the Goombas. When, when, when Mario steps on a Goomba, that uh, <laughs> sounds racist because it is. <laughs> it but I'm going to say it cuz it's all the only words yeah, I've yeah. got. 
to describe the game correctly. When Mario steps on a Goomba, he squishes them. When Sonic the Hedgehog bounces off of, or bounces into, or purpose, the robots. When he hits the, yeah, but he might hit like a little like centipede, like a, a robotic centipede. They're always robots. They just look like anim- robot versions of animals. Ladybug, a robotic butterfly, a robotic like crab, and then he turn into a bird. They always turn into like a different animal, and Ryan. Well, rather, they don't turn into. What? You release the animal inside of it. Okay, like the animal inside but it's of it. A different like, animal. Sometimes, because like there's something about the way they were generated on the Genesis. Like I, maybe it was a memory limitation, but uh, sometimes that would happen. And Ryan and I, someone would get annoyed. like had that problem and said, "Kids aren't going to care." But why didn't Robotnik just make robots? Like, why did he have to like enslave? Like, like so they never get into it. <laughs> they never have like the Matrix scene where you realize like animals are, like <laughs> are the mm. perfect battery supply. But so like, right? Like, we grew up playing these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a Sega Genesis. Ren, you had a Sega Genesis. Yep. Do you have? Do you remember the first time you saw Sonic the Hedgehog? Or the first time you played the game? Uh, I remember. Um, I remember a summer just being obsessed with Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. Combined them together, and. Uh, I also remember as as a younger here's the thing as a younger brother, uh, Sonic two and three and Knuckles playing as Tails is interesting because it was a great for two, it was a great like playing as Tails the two tailed fox a little yellow uh, light orange dark yellowish depending on the color scheme Tails is Sonic's sidekick for those of you unfamiliar with them and Tails can help Sonic and Tails can do things Tails is basically riding your little kid bike with training wheels yeah. for those of you that find the video game for those of you who are younger even only a little younger Tails means you can play you can participate you're helping but quite frankly and also if Sonic just gets too far ahead of you if you literally can't keep up Tails just is off screen the camera doesn't then, care about Tails like exactly. like little brother can play the game and if like they goop up or they like like fly the wrong way they're just not focused he's just kind of like he's the wingman yes yeah, and he can literally. If you are focused, you can uh, like buggy? pick up. Yeah. Uh, Son- yeah, Sonic holds your two hands. You hold him, and you fly. Your two tails become like a propeller, like a helicopter. It becomes a co-op game, mm-hmm. and you could actually. There are even parts of the game where if you're just uh, shitty, you can just like you could pick up Sonic at the beginning. You just fly over the whole level or yeah. big chunks of the level. That's right. You can't just fly over the whole level because then there's no game. So Ryan, you have like the like some really fond memories of playing oh, Sonic yeah. Three. Three was the one. Three I think is the best one too. A lot of people are down on Three for some reason. They like redrew Sonic and that cheesed some people off. I don't get it. Yeah, the character model is a little different. Sonic Three was definitely easier than Two. Two is a hard game. Yeah. Two is a lot harder than one. Sonic One is good. A little clunky, all things considered, when you play through what are the the one, two, three, and Knuckles. Um, brilliant decision, by the way, to make Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles two separate games because yeah. they were originally supposed to be one big game, and they split it up with a cool thing. You could open up the top of Sonic and Knuckles. You plug Sonic and Knuckles into the Genesis, and then you open up the top of it. And you plug Sonic Three into Knuckles. It's an expansion, and they are one big game. Yeah, it's cool. Hmm. And yeah. you could buy the games individually, and they both work fine. Yep. like oh. they are both individual games. But, but you there's could... kind of a gizmo element to it where you can it, it like top around. loads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so you could like put you could play as characters from Sonic and Knuckles in Sonic Three. It was like a ROM That's hack cool. again. If you yeah. bought Sonic Three, you could start the game as Sonic, Tails, or Sonic and Tails. But if you plugged in uh, Sonic and Knuckles, you could start off. You could play through the whole thing as Sonic. Or tails, uh, so that's cool. Sonic and tails, or knuckles. You could be, you could only play through three as knuckles if you plugged in both of them together. Oh, and you could also put Sonic two in Sonic, and, and then you could play yeah. Sonic two. That's right. You yeah, could play Sonic two. And Which, Sonic one didn't do anything. Sonic two in if you so basically you could take Sonic and Knuckles and put Sonic two in it as well. 
and retroactively play as the character Knuckles in Sonic 2. How many kids do you think thought like, oh, you can put any game in here? Well, you could, but it, it would give work. you an error message. Yeah. But, the but thing like, is, how many kids had that moment where they're like, I wonder if I could put like... Home Alone in Home this. Al- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking tried. I tried yeah. to. Every game I, tried. I got. And the thing is with Sonic 2, though, it was so old by that point that Knuckles, like, they hadn't conceived Sonic 2 with Knuckles in mind, so it just broke the game. Like, uh. so Knuckles could, like, go places you weren't supposed to go. That's right. Yeah, that's but, funny. So basically, like, that. so that was your, like, peak memory. It was, like the Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles days. My brother had braces growing up, and so we went to the orthodontist a lot, which is a fucking uh what's the word not a hack um a racket a racket it's a special uh, braces are oh there's a whole other thing so i spent a lot of time waiting around an orthodontist office when i was a little kid and they had sonic 2 which is why i spent a lot of time um playing it and Sonic 2 gets i would for lack of a better word exponentially harder with a very hard final boss yeah spoiler alert it's robotnik <laughs> <laughs> robotnik did it <laughs> it's robotnik um so you, you played a lot in that waiting room, basically, though? Oh, yeah. So my, my, and I, yeah. I would even, and also because other kids who were savvy enough to know the game, like I said, I would uh, skip to the very end of the game to, to try to basically practicing the hardest levels because, because uh, yeah, Green Hill Zone, you know, you can only do that so many times. It's bo- it's not, th- that being said, I probably should, thinking now, 31 years old, I would have much more fun playing through the first handful of levels than that unbelievably hard ending. Yeah. With the plane and the... Yes. The flying fortress and the doomsday device, which is an egg, because he's an egg man. (laughs) There's some discrepancy, Neil, between the Japanese and American marketing of Sonic. Egg man or Robotnik. Or Robotnik. And, like, it was, for some reason, there was some miscommunication at Brand Central with Sega. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. (laughs) You know how King Koopa's King Koopa... And yet somehow he's Bowser. And I've done also far too much research into why is there such a big distinction? Like, well, they're two different characters. Like these, first of all, it's not a fucking character. <laughs> it's not a character. It's <laughs> barely a caricature. He's like maybe. Uh, well, Koopa's more pixels. of a doc. Cooper- so that's interesting yeah. that Eggman and Robotnik also have that, that issue. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. call it an issue. Well, there's a lot of an issue. With there's it. a lot of that with, with between Eastern and Western marketing decisions. Like yeah. Ratchet, the character Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank has these really thick eyebrows in the Japanese incarnations of his games. But in America, he doesn't have eyebrows at all. Hmm. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> it's a marketing that makes him more friendly looking. Like Crash Bandicoot, they had to change how they had to make him less intense looking. All but right. So- so I, Sonic was conceived I, I, with like East and West in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is how we're going to get Americans to buy Segas. We're going to design this. And rat that is not fast. Part, not part. Not part of my quiz. That I think. By the way, that has to have been a conscious decision. Is that Mario moves slowly? Yeah. We will move fast. Oh yeah, he was definitely Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog was absolutely conceived with like the marketing of a piece of hardware in mind. Like, how are we going to convince people to buy a Sega Genesis? They, yeah, they aren't moving. And like, we'll conceive a game that's all about the speed. I think that's kind of what turned me off of the games was. The you you couldn't really explore the you didn't level. have volition yeah yeah it's really going fast it's, it's almost, bells and whistles it's almost more of like a rhythm game than oh, a sure. platformer I, that's kind of why I, so when I was I remember like we had an NES my brother was ten years older and he had an, a Nintendo Entertainment System back in the eighties and nineties and I I really didn't like it as a kid mm-hmm. because it didn't work a lot of the time you had to blow in it you had to put cardboard in and when I was probably four maybe five, my parents said, hey, it's about time we got you your own video game console and I wanted a Sega Genesis. And uh, my cousin Kelly was over. She was three years older than me. And we hooked up the Sega for the first time after my parents brought it home and they bought me just the starter pack. It had Sonic 1 in it, I believe. No, it had Sonic 2 in it. And uh, 
we hook it up and I'm looking at the back of the Sega Genesis box, the cardboard box it came in. It had pictures of all these Sega games. And they, I, yep, the back of console yeah. boxes used to look like the back of an action figure package of you bought you spent someone else's hard earned money on this. Yeah. There are other things that you can spend their it's money our, it's on. It's another commercial. Keep going, kid. You, keep going, man. Yeah. You're doing great. And I remember looking through and there was like a picture of a Ghostbusters game and a Terminator game and like a football game. And I looked at my cousin Kelly, I'm like, Oh, let's play the Terminator game. And my cousin Kelly had to explain to me oh. like like no 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 cartridges are like tapes in a VCR. Like I was five, like, you know, back then, like you could go years and years and years as a kid without having a video game available to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it broke my heart. I'm like, I guess I'll play Sonic. And, <laughs> and we had a lot of fun. No, it was Sonic one because it wasn't, it was Sonic one because my cousin Kelly remembered the code up, down, left, right, hold a and hit start at the main menu. And that would unlock level select. And we would just skip ah. around. We broke the game the first time I played it um, <laughs> just to uh, go around and explore everything. The music was great. I loved the look of Sonic. I liked the speed. I like the art style. Sonic is a valid video game. I think people mm-hmm. like kind of give it too much short shrift. I, I, I think I think it's great uh, for its time. I still like the character, but there's something we've talked about this a bit, uh, and this should probably be the last thing we do before we, you know, go into our quiz, and that is there have been so many bad Sonic things for 20 years now like ever since sega went 3d with like sega saturn which was just a disaster it came out like around the same time as the playstation one the sega saturn was just like like doa it never had a proper 3d sonic game uh sega Sa- uh, sega dreamcast came later my point being sonic has had like 20 years of failures and kids still want Sonic. They still spend the money. They still watch the TV There's shows. There's a huge fan base. Why? In the fan community. What is it about Sonic the Hedgehog? Like, how many times are kids going to keep showing up for this thing? It's not like I, adults. It's a very showing valid up. question, and I don't have the best. I think answer. it's just the formula. I mean, he gets away. Kids don't remember that Sonic already came out. You know. Yeah. When a kid is introduced to Sonic, it's new to the kid. You know. So it's. Whatever worked originally about the character of Sonic the Hedgehog, the fact that he's an animal, the fact that he's got sneakers. You can get away from the adults. Yeah. He's always <laughs> fast. He's very yeah. high energy. He's like, might as well be selling pizza at Pizza Hut or Coca-Cola or the intro to show you the movies in 3D before the movie. He's <laughs> he's a marketing tool. He looks like he was gestated in a marketing room. And I, I was actually going to say He's like a Disney princess. He's he looks kind like of Mickey Mouse video. meets Bart Simpson. If I were to predict the genesis... No, we already did that. Um... <laughs> I've always said, and uh, I'm going to say it here on the record, I always thought that uh, Sonic and Friends, that at least Sonic, and then they've kind of morphed from there because they got fucking bad. What is Sonic bad. and Friends? The... Uh, I don't know. Just him and his expanded universe. It's a cartoon, right? Um, no, I literally meant like Sonic and the oh, other. Tails, yeah. Knuckles, yada, yada. But right around like the turn of the century, they decided to introduce a bunch of characters that no one gives a shit about. Okay. Like Biggs the Cat and like all this stuff. Like, there's, Correct. Yeah. I know a Biggs the Cat, but yeah. he's named after he's the Star Wars. He's actually in my quiz, but he's not. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Uh, I always thought like, take something, take Felix the Cat, but make him '90s. Take that old timey Felix the Cat with his what magic box. What are you talking about? I'm '90s. <laughs> I'm cool. No, I like Felix the Cat. Actually, he does. Like, he looks a lot like Felix the Cat. We, yeah. I think we talked about that exact design. thing on the show. Yep. Yeah, it's like I want. It's like imagine if Felix the Cat was not made by an artist, but made by a committee. Yeah. Add this. Add that. Add, add spikes. spikes. Yes. <laughs> does he rollerblade? Does he skateboard? He's super fast. Always have a cocked eyebrow. Pepsi. Always yep. have that DreamWorks face. Yeah. I, when uh, when you sit there, always be flipping the camera. That's off. a yep. <laughs> 
the thing that's the thing when too you is leave Sonic standing still. If you stop playing Sonic playing, the Hedgehog, keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. If you even get up to use that, you get up to take a fucking piss. Ten seconds. And he's indignant with you. He looks at the oh, camera yeah. and he gets mad because you're like, "Come on, dude! Like you oh, bought yeah. my game, right?" Oh yeah, he did that in. A, well, Jazz Jackrabbit would do that too. That was he, a ripoff. Sonic. It was Sonic totally a ripoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he like kind of like. Like he, he <laughs> Dude, so he had a really muffled voice that you couldn't tell what he so, was saying to you. So we all have varying degrees of familiarity with Sonic. Uh, Neil having pretty much none. Yes, but I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ryan and I both have kind of what I, I would consider like we we would probably pass the 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 the, the license exam to be able to talk about I Sonic. So. Yes. Yeah. And as always, um, it, I, I uh. One of our earlier podcasts, I talked about how I saw Shin Godzilla and about how it was really well done. Is Sonic and, in it? Uh, <laughs> probably in somewhere. <laughs> not fucking looking because he's yeah. a garbage human being. Though he's, the point is, why am I? It was directed by Hideaki Akiyano. It's a lot. It's a really well done movie. It's about Japanese nationalism and about the plight of bureaucracy and about um, self determination. It's a good movie. I recommend it. But there are so many bad godzilla movies there's yeah. overwhelmed look at their track record go to imdb yeah it's so much more shit than quality and yet i still People watch a new up. godzilla and one could easily ask why I and th- the answer is because it's part of my childhood because yeah i have fond memories. how how does a brand stay so how does a brand that produces almost entirely shit how does an adam sandler exist <laughs> i don't know well adam sandler know. has depreciated returns like adam sandler has yes. like like lost deals and stuff you're right that's a bad but, analogy but but, but the thing with sonic is it it's, it's not co- as good as godzilla the, the godzilla thing with sticks. sonic for some reason still has appeal to children fresh every time and they they haven't really redrawn the character that much he's evolved a little bit like his like tendril spikes have gotten longer and everything his legs mm-hmm. yeah they made him sense. they've made him like sexier <laughs> he looks like the year 1999 <laughs> um but got I, a dick but now. we're <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna take a quick pee break yes. uh and then we're gonna come back uh with ryan's sonic the hedgehog themed quiz uh and then our q a from our patrons and then we'll be done uh and we'll see you on the other side ray Well, we're back, everybody, and I have an eight-part Sonic the Hedgehog theme quiz. I'm going to ask four questions, Kevin, four questions, Neil, and I'll go back and forth. And actually, I'll give him the option that if the first guy gets it wrong, the second man can uh, come on in and go for the points. Now that we've demonstrated we have like an elementary level understanding of Sonic the Hedgehog at best. Yes, <laughs> I think I'm going to win. <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, by the way, it's worth noting, I'm 31 years old. And I did research into Sonic the Hedgehog, and I'm disgusted by what I found. I don't know what's wrong with you people. You've taken something that was fun, that was like like a Felix the Cat. He's a little cartoon. He's a competition for uh, Mario, and you're disgusting. I hate what you people have done with it, and I'm just so inundated. I have a real job, and I just didn't have the time to devote to this stupid... My computer actually crashed because I had too many tabs open for this stupid... F- uh, so, Sonic the Hedgehog is question, bad. All right, so question let's number start one. the trivia quiz. Number one. Uh, as of my update on my Google Docs, which of these stupid fucking characters, it doesn't matter, was the unofficial mascot for Sega before Sonic the Hedgehog? Is this for Neil or in 1991? Uh, we'll start with you, Kevin. Okay. Uh, Guru Skull, Gabu, Kate Sith, Alex Kidd, or Kasuragi? 
I can repeat these so, if you need me. So the original mascot for Sega before oh, Sonic right. the Hedgehog was Alex Kidd. X, ding, ding, ding. Kevin's got it. Yeah. Alex Kidd was in a series of obviously less popular games. Uh, look him up. One of those obscure little facts for Trivia Night or this very quiz. Alex Kidd, not as big, obviously, as Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'll, and I'll edit in the ding, ding, dings later. Don't make a fool of yourself and do them with your mouth. <laughs> All right, Neil. <clears throat> question number two. Which garbage fucking moron decided <laughs> that Sonic needed to be distinct from Mario of the Super Mario Brothers franchise and he and therefore gather rings instead of coins? <laughs> Was it Katsuaki Watanabe, Yuji Naka, Kasua Namajini, Junji Ito? I just kind of throw names. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if it was, if it was Junji, Junji Ito. He got it. <laughs> For those of you less familiar with Mr. Ito's, Ito-san's work, oh, Google him. You're going to have a good time. So these are like people at Sega? like or Maybe. Okay. Are those the options? Those are the options. Uh, what were the first three? Uh, the fifth, by the way, is Hideaki Anno, but I already said him before, and it's obviously not him. <laughs> he made Evangelion oh. after. <laughs> All right, it is Katsuaki Watanabe, Yuji Naka, Kasua Namajini and Junji Ito, Junji Ito Hideaki. Well, I, I have no idea, so I'm gonna say it's the third option because it's usually the third option. That's actually part of SAT prep. Is when in doubt, see. Go yeah, that's see. what I did. Yeah. Uh, it is actually an a gentleman named Yuji Naka, which could have possibly known because even people who know Sonic may not know that he was one of the heads. He was one of the big guys in the original Sonic team. And I'm guessing the Sonic fandom doesn't really care about the creators, and it's about the in-universe. Yeah. As oh, with yeah. Star Wars, there's no. Yeah, never mind. Nobody yeah, cares yeah. about like the intelligent, really hardworking people who put this magic together. So was I correct or not? No, oh. it was not C because I knew I did. I purposefully didn't hide my answers. In C oh, okay. I, I always think about that when I'm composing multiple choice. Oh, I should have thought um, of game theory. Should've. Yes. Hey, <laughs> Katsuake Watanabe is actually the former CEO of Toyota. Yuji Naka worked for the Sonic team. Kasua Namajini, I don't remember right now. Junji Ito, great horror writer. And Hideaki Anno, Japanese director. Number three, Kevin. In 1995, mm -hmm. Knuckles Chaotix was released exclusively for the Sega 32X yeah. and was Knuckles's first solo game. Yeah. Which of the... Knuckles. <laughs> Which of these dumb characters that all kind of look the same was known for being one of Knuckles' friends, but was actually introduced to audiences in Sega Sonic the Hedgehog in 1993? Okay. Was it Mighty the Armadillo, Charmy B, SBO the Chameleon, Vector the Crocodile, or Mighty the Cat? It's the alligator, or the crocodile. Um... Vector the Crocodile Vector the D? Crocodile. I'm afraid not. Whoa, no. really? So that leaves you Mighty the Armadillo, Charmy B, oh. SBO the Chameleon, oh. and Mighty the Cat. Mighty the Cat. <laughs> okay, so... Um, wait, wait, wait. Start such over. A, such ad libs. No, what, what, what Which are the of these games? In Knuckles Chaotix... I don't care about the question. Just okay. give me the characters. Mighty the Armadillo, Charmy B... SBO the Chameleon, not Vector, and Mighty the Cat. Who's Knuckles' sidekick? Let's say SBO, these were all SBO the Chameleon. Also not, but all these characters are in Knuckles Chaotix, which I owned. My brother, every one of these is a real fucking character that all look the same without my glasses right. on, except they're... So, it's not the Kevin, crocodile, it's not the chameleon. Mighty the Cat, 
Charmy the Bee, Mighty the Armadillo. Uh, Mighty the Armadillo. Correct. Hooray! <laughs> there is a game after Sonic 2, but before Sonic 3, with a weird version who looks a lot like Tails. And there's another one, Mighty the Armadillo, who could also roll up in a ball like an armadillo. They probably just the reused way... the sprite. They, probably... they definitely did. <laughs> it's like the way that Sonic... It's like the way that Super Mario Bros. 2 was ported from another game because Super Mario was so huge, they need to make a game quickly. Yeah. So the turban became a mushroom and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Another, another blog for another time. Question number four. Uh, back to you, Neil. Knuckles, the red smudgy thing that looks pretty much like all the other ones without my glasses on, <laughs> other than being red, is supposed to be an anthropomorphic cartoon of what kind of animal? I do know this one. A capybara, a red panda, an echidna, a mongoose, or a squirrel. It's an echidna. Also known as a... <laughs> Spiny anteater. <laughs> and a kid. That is correct. I actually thought that would be more obscure. I remember as a kid looking. I remember as a kid looking up uh, when Nikinda was in a book because I didn't have the internet yet at home. Or I did, but I just didn't. Maybe I just put, didn't put two and two together in Yahoo, but because I didn't have the Google didn't exist. Um, or if it did, I didn't know Ke about it. <laughs> Kevin, do you need a moment? <laughs> I just love the idea of Knuckles the Panda. I don't know why. <laughs> I just love Because, <laughs> fuck it, why not? None of these... Nothing matters. Yeah, just the idea that, like, pandas fit that level. Oh, that's a more obscure animal, like an echidna. Like, yeah. I just... Pardon me. Okay. Even as a child, it always struck me that you really, like, went looking in the book for, like, something. Like, you know how echidnas... No, I don't well, know. They probably wanted unique animals so they could, like, own the market for echidnas. Uh, maybe. Yeah. There was Do no hedgehog maybe before Are Sonic. they, like, more well-known in Japan for some reason? Just cause... Possible. Well, like, like Crash Bandicoot. There was no Bandicoot before that. True. It's yeah. kind of like... Yeah, like, it's like registering a domain name. Like, yeah. he's the cartoon skunk. You mean Pepe Le Pew? Fuck. No, he's a different <laughs> car... Oh, all right, I get it. He's a cartoon rabbit. All right. Don't even go Question there. six, five. five. Uh, this one's back to you, Kevin. Okay. Which of these very small, Felix the Cat-looking cartoons for children has the most pornography based on their image and likeness? Oh, Asterisk, Ryan Murphy did some research into other people's analysis of Google search results. Sonic. Tails. Tykal, the echidna. Amy Rose, the hedgehog. Or Mechasonic. Okay, so out of these five Sonic the Hedgehog characters, who has the most the, pornography? The most pornography, unlike Deviant Art, mm. Sonic, Tails, Tykal the Echidna introduces like a, another Echidna or in an earlier game. Amy Rose the Pink Hedgehog, the normal of this universe, <laughs> and Mecha Sonic. Who, yes, there is. Yes. <sighs> so God. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with Amy. Tragically, you're correct. <laughs> yes. But Mecha Sonic, Amy Rose, Tykel, Tails, and Sonic, all of them, all of them have an enormous amount of confusing, strange, unpleasant for these cartoons for children. Is she the only girl character? Nope. No? Nope. Not after my research. There's a whole ex ever-expanding universe for these dumb fucking things. Is, okay. well, so uh, during the break, we watched the, the cartoon intros. Is yes. she the character from the cartoon? That's Sally. That's Fox. Sally. Sally Fox. No, that's it. Yep, she's different. That Is was she a, a fox. I know. I think she's actually also a hedgehog, but she actually looks like a hedgehog, not a blue fucking monster. <laughs> All right, number six. Sega's attempts to somehow make this dumb little piece of shit seem edgy or badass 
ended up with the creation of this character, who is basically just Slash as a bad turtle in comparison to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is it A, Dank the Slick Skunk, B, Void... Voidnoid, C, Knack the Weasel, D, Shadow the Hedgehog, or E, Fang, F-A-N-G, Fang the Spider. I think it's Shadow the Hedgehog, right? Unfortunately, you are once again correct. Okay. Now, Fang the Spider is a real character from the Sonic franchise. Knack the Weasel is also real. Voidnoid, I made up because I was. this is not my best question. Um, and Dank the Slick Skunk sounds like one of these dumb fucking things, Does, but I actually made him up too. Doesn't Shadow the Hedgehog have like guns and rollerblades? He blades? just shoots people. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, terrible. He, yeah, he doesn't run. He's even got rollerblades. Yeah, even for Sonic fans, they're like, ah, I can see through this. All right. Kevin, you're not going to get this. Actually, you might, but it's not your fault. All right. Which of these characters is Dr. Robotnik's father? <laughs> Go on. No amount of research. Actually, there's. I mean, you could just look up this specific thing. But it's like, you know what? It's like preparing for Jeopardy. You just can't study everything. Is it Professor Oslo Robotnik? Professor Eric Robotnik? Shit. Professor Gerald Robotnik? Professor Roto Robotnik? Or Professor Fritz Robotnik? Is this canon to the cartoon? I don't think there's a canon. Robotnik's father. Oslo? I was really hoping for a context Eric. clue, and only one of them would be named something Robotnik. Gerald. <laughs> okay, o- o- Oslo, Oslo. Gerald. Eric. Eric. Roto Robotnik, or Fritz, like Fritz the Cat. Oh, man. I like the first one a lot. Oslo Robotnik sounds like Oslo in the summertime. Unfortunately, no, it is not Oslo Robotnik. Neil, All right. you can take it away. We have Eric, Gerald, Roto, and Fritz. Uh, I guess I'll go with Roto. Would be a great guess for this dumb piece of shit, but nope, unfortunately. Er- uh, Kevin, we've got Eric, Gerald, and Fritz. At this point, the odds of Gerald. Bingo. Yeah! What? That's Gerald my father's is by name. Far, it is your father's name. Gerald Robotnik? I yes. thought you maybe put that in there to throw me off. Like <laughs> Gerald, Professor Gerald Robotnik also got his master's degree or doctor. Yes, he is also a Having professor. Having a name like Gerald kind of makes him too real. Yeah, that's I, like that, when, that, that was my strategy. It was like, okay, we're going the opposite direction. I didn't okay. make, I made up all the other ones. But the fact they're all Professor Blank Robotnik, that was a tough, all right. And Neil, number eight. This dumb fucking character is mean and bad to Sonic. Parentheses, I don't want to write questions anymore. End of my quiz. A. Ryan Murphy. Metal Sonic. B. Scratch and Grounder. From the bad cartoon. C. Mecha Sonic. Asterisk, which is somehow different thing than, somehow it's different than Metal Sonic. D. Snively. Or E. Dr. Robotnik. Who is Dr. Robotnik? Oh, look at Kev. Oh, it's you. The actually trick question. All of them. These are all. Uh, everyone matter. hates Sonic. And that's kind of where I want to end it. It's none of these fucking matter. It's like an NPR quiz on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Metal Sonic and Mecha Sonic are both villains. So are Scratch and Grounder. So is Snively, the little like toady guy from uh, like um, Lefew or whatever to Robotnik in the good cartoon. Sure. And Dr. Robotnik is fuck it. I'm, I'm done with this. He's quiz. the only one I knew for sure was. Well, so that's the quiz, villain. ladies and gentlemen. That's, I, think, I think I won. I, I think I lost more than you did. <laughs> I think we slayed some Sonic demons with that quiz. And this brings us to the Q&A segment of our podcast, which we do every episode. Uh, we go to our Patreon page 
and we pull questions from our patrons exclusively. Even if you back our movies and our podcast for $1, you get to put questions into our podcast, and we answer as many as we can every episode. Uh, we got some good ones this week. Uh, let me comb through them here. Sure. Can I ask a question real quick? Sure. No. <laughs> Do you back the Patreon? Uh, yeah. No, you don't. We talk... <laughs> All right, imagine it's 1993, 1994. Disney has lost the contract to make the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. They choose to make a Sonic the Hedgehog movie who instead. Who do you cast as Sonic? Yeah. Well, who is your dream cast for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Oh, jeez. So 1994, 95? Yeah. Say, instead of the Mario movie, Sonic the movie. What year did Mario come out? Mario came out in 93. 93, yeah. Well, oh. Sonic's got to be voiced by... He's high Not energy. voiced, played by an actor. Oh, live action. 93 is probably too early for like a mocap thing. Yeah. So it can't be like Garfield with Bill Murray. No, no. Same production team as the Mario Brothers movie. Just a different property. I would like I was about to say, I don't know how if you could do that. But yeah, you could. Uh, My money's on Jim Carrey. High energy, fast, moving around. Mm. Yeah, him. The year before he broke big, he probably did. So he's in like a blue rubber suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he brought life into the Grinch. And again, is his performance stale? <laughs> he did. And, yeah. You don't realize how much work Jim Carrey clearly put into the Grinch in spite of the parameters of that suit until you see what a bad job Michael Myers did as the cat in the hat. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to imagine anyone but like Michael Myers credit. in the, in the right, Sonic well, you got suit. Tails and Knuckles. Okay, and- but like, okay, so Robotnik. Oh, yeah. At the time, do you think they just keep Dennis Hopper because they have him on? Dennis cont- Hopper could probably pull it off. Yeah, but you could do better. Marlon Brando, Robotnik. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I could easily picture that. Um, John De Niro. Goodman just gives no. a big guy. Oh, John Goodman. No, would- De Niro. It's De Niro. Yeah, he shaves his head for yeah. it. De Niro is oh, Robotnik. That's actually okay, like yeah. an imposing um, figure. That. Tails is Macaulay Culkin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Too easy. Uh, a female interest, which just changes a lot in these games, would be. Ooh. Tail? Oh, um, how old is Macaulay Culkin in 93? He's just, just rich, past Richie Rich? Yeah, he's kind of, okay. well, it's page master time. I'll cut this part anyway. Okay, because so, <laughs> okay, Macaulay Culkin was away. Okay, so Macaulay Culkin is Tails. Sonic the Hedgehog, though. Um, do they go with Jaleel White? Because that voice is so synonymous. They could if they're trying to make a movie star oh. out of Jaleel. Um, Jaleel White at the time was the voice of Sonic. He was synonymous with the property. Mm-hmm. I just, it, But if they were to go for a name actor or someone they were trying to make into a name actor in 1993 to play Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> what year did Ray Fiennes play the English <laughs> oh, patient? Ed Furlong. They pull out Ed Furlong oh, yeah. because the star oh. was fading. Was like, River Phoenix still alive? No, I don't think so. His, oh, final his, his final role. Final <laughs> role. Oh man. Oh, Charlie Sheen in 1993. Charlie Sheen. Uh, <laughs> hey. Have you read the news lately? Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, what if it's what if it's River and Little Joaquin is tails? That could. <laughs> oh. oh, the the tail that could. The tail. Well, that it's got to be cool. So I, I I'm starting to think they wouldn't go for a kid. They would go for like a late teen or an adult, which is why I thought Charlie Sheen. Mm. Uh, but I feel like uh, maybe one of the Wayans is <laughs> as Sonic. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. They were breaking and, you know, this was around the time of blank man. And <laughs> go on. All right. Anyway, I think we've <laughs> answered the question. OK, well, that was our first question from Neil Cicerega. Moving on to our patron questions. Uh, Biona asks, if you could choose to be one kind of monster, what would you want to be? Ryan. Uh, first of all, Biona, thank you for the question. Thank all of you for your questions. You guys are all, we really do read all of us read all of your questions. We love it. I don't. Biona, I'm we, just <laughs> we, you, we love you. Uh, Biona, um, I'm going to go with standard werewolf. 
Yeah. Used poorly, underused. Um, every now, uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins and Benicio del Toro did a great job. Um, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. I've been great. thinking about that movie lately. Wolf. Have you really? Yeah. Yep. I'm sticking to James it. Spade. Werewolf. Don't overthink it. Neil. That's, this is what monster we'd be. Yep. Um, I guess. Uh, I guess skeletons seem like they're having a great time. <laughs> Whenever a skeleton comes to life, it's there's no sad story there. They're just kind of dancing or fighting. Old timey cartoons. Yeah. Dancing. Fighting yeah, Jason right. and the Argonauts. You know, it's fun. It's fun. It's good stuff. To your point, I think a deadite would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, the bad, the baddies from the Evil Dead movies, they're always laughing. <laughs> yeah. Even when they're getting like limbs torn apart, they seem pretty blissfully ignorant. <laughs> you said about, you know, Jason, they're either like goofy dancing or they, they fight fearlessly because what are you going to do? Yeah. I wouldn't want to be a vampire. What do they have to be afraid of anymore? You wouldn't want to be a vampire? No way. Too many rules. Yeah. You, li- you live forever, probably. What if, like, the world explodes and you're just hovering in space, starving? Like, no way. Uh, Deadites, like, die. Yeah. It like, seems like there's a lot of drama, too. Yeah. For an undead being, there's a lot of, like, dating yeah. problems. All right. So <laughs> that answers the question. Ben. Uh, Parchel asks us uh, with Thanksgiving coming up, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? So the, or uh, from a different angle, what goes on your first plate at Thanksgiving table? Like what, what's the first thing you guys grab at Thanksgiving? I get Turkey and I like the dark meat. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. What do you know? Um, I usually start with the Turkey just cause that's kind of like the center. Uh, I always make sure I get stuffing and cranberry sauce and gravy. Getting hungry. <laughs> me too I mean, uh, then yeah. you get your mashed potatoes peas I think are always, it's always good to get some peas in yeah, there and peas, some greens everybody. Um, I'm not a big fan of squash um, squash pumpkin pie is great but I don't like squash isn't it weird by the way the presentation cranberry sauce is one of the only foods that you can pull out of the gelatinous uh, the gelatinous substance you pull out of the can yeah. first of all you can just pull out of the can there's no other food that you can serve like that you need to at least microwave it if you're like you know divorced or whatever but um <laughs> You can pull it out and it's still shaped like the can and everyone's like just fucking fine with that. Right? Yeah, perfect, fine. C'est magnifique. Yeah. Uh, for me, I You would... know what? Other brown bread. I think that's a New England oh, thing, but yeah. brown bread is also bread that comes in a can associated with beans. Yeah, it goes great with the beans. You just slice it up from its can-shaped form. Yeah. Um, is that really other parts of the country don't have that? I I want to say it's a New England Crazy. thing, but I might mm. be wrong. They're missing out. For me, um I'm really big on uh carrots. Um ah. my aunt Lee makes delicious carrots every Thanksgiving. Um little brown sugar uh baked a little bit. Uh, I usually fill up on that and broccoli before I get to anything else. Uh, I like turkey, um, but I'm really big on the way people prepare vegetables for Thanksgiving. So Mobius asks, would the three of you ever consider doing occasional let's plays together of weird 90s computer ephemera? Like maybe if not video games, like outdated software and such. So I think it's safe to say out of three of us, I'm really, I'm probably the most into video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan and I um, sometimes get together and we'll, we've, we've like uh, Ryan introduced me to Minecraft. And I remember that it was like around July 4th, two years ago, three years ago. That's right. And like, we lost like four hours that day. And I remember just realizing like, Oh my, like coming out of that fugue state, like, Oh it's, my God. It's such like, a, it's such a foolish game to watch someone else play until you, I am a, until you play it yourself. I'm a big proponent of Minecraft. Yeah. And I distinctly remember that day going, 
Uh, this is all we're doing. We're only going to play it until we get lunch at noon and being told by someone, it's two o'clock. Yeah. Like, oh, you good have Lord. To eat. Yeah. We lost hours with an S at the end. But, Plural. But like, at what, what, like, as far as Let's Plays go, I, I haven't really streamed anything. I, I streamed Twisted Metal Black once. Yeah. I think games. at Let's Plays, they tend to be easier solo. Yeah. I've done a couple sort of Let's Plays where I like dig through old indie games that I downloaded like a click million and play. years ago. Yeah. Like yeah. click and play games. Um, I feel like if I ever like stumbled across something that I thought like, oh, this would be really fun to play with Kevin and Ryan, let's do a live stream or something. Maybe maybe in that case, it would depend on the game we find. Well, I, I would love to look up old like South Park fan games from 1997. Oh, like man. like South Park Final Fantasy. Like South yeah, like Park, South Park versus Barney. <laughs> yeah, or like Batman Doom mod, wads and stuff like mm. that. Those are actually really fun though. Yeah, so, oh yeah, I had Batman Doom. I had Mobius, great Doom. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah my imagination yeah, is love your strip um <laughs> if we did like a traditional video game let's play i think we would probably pick like a two to four hour story-based game we could do in one sitting like there like, is an ace ventura game oh, oh there we go. is it short probably <laughs> all righty then yeah i i because ah. I, 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 I ryan and i love to play resident evil 2 resident evil 2 and 3 are both beatable in like five hours and i think that'd be really fun to expose neil to because ryan and i are big old school resident evil fans and, and i love resident evil 1 but it's it's frustrating at times it's yeah. it's not as fun it's not as organic as going through 2 and 3 yeah and to I, me the art design and the music are cooler in 2 and 3 and i also think neil growing up on click and play adventure games the tim shaver stuff like a we point and click yeah, yeah 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 what did i say click and play, click and play. sorry point and click adventure games uh resident evil is an evolution of that mm-hmm. it, it, it presents itself as like an action shooter it's not like there is shooting but it's very much a you know tank control like oh yeah. a zombie's coming try not to shoot it try to avoid spending exactly bullets. no it's yeah. uh, i it's uh, a lot like uh, alone in the dark which yes. was kind of an earlier oh, version yeah, absolutely and I definitely had those games yeah I, I have to by the way i have to taking it down to second gear i have to say i feel remiss not mentioning mobius again great question and as our sonic the hedgehog episode oh as our song the Hedgehog episode, Mobius is the name, one of the few consistencies, Mobius is the name of the planet <laughs> that Sonic and all of his other intellectual properties, villains and friend, heroes and villains, live in. Mobius, you may in fact be a song the Hedgehog fan, by which point you may have turned this off before hearing your own question. <laughs> you might have it's really- <laughs> entirely up to you. I didn't realize Sonic was an alien. Yeah, you're right. It goes. Well, how do you think he yeah. talks? Or an alternate universe? I don't yeah. know. Like how Middle Earth is still whatever. This next name. Anyone want to take a crack at this? Guani Colbin, uh, and an accent of the A. Paulson, Mister or Miss. Pa- I- apologies in advance for almost certainly having butchered your name, but Guani Colbin Paulson. Where do ducks go when it rains? Well. <laughs> I actually Neil, once... put your phone down. Don't <laughs> don't he's this. cheating. Where do ducks go when it rains? Don't... I believe all the ducks are swimming in the water. I think they go. Do you remember that song? I no, do not. I think they go under bridges. Um, I <laughs> get an eye. Like yeah. uh, <laughs> no, it's like they they seek shelter, right? I think they they get uh, they umbrellas. I don't know. I did once on Boston Common uh, see one of the ducks inside a little, almost like uh, the base of the tree had an almost, not a cave, but like a little opening in it where like some of the tree had rotted out. Um, and there was a duck in it. And I and I found it interesting in that 
Um, not to be all Holden Caulfield about where the ducks go when it's cold and Tony Soprano waiting for those goddamn ducks to come back to his pond pool. But the point is, I found it really interesting that ducks live in water and on land. Ducks all like piss and shit and eat and fuck out of the same hole. Well, not eat, but whatever. They're just they're disgusting animals, like Louis C.K. points out. They, uh, But why would a duck like be avoiding the rain when it always gets wet and has in between its, not pelt, but its feathers have that oily layer on it to keep it dry and beat up the water? Maybe it's a tactile thing. Maybe it's too confusing. Maybe it's an auditory thing. All the vibrations in the water confuse it. It can't like sense predators around it. I, I don't know. I don't know, but um, yes, I once saw a duck avoiding the rain, and it did strike me as odd. Uh, Michael Kickinrad Corliss <laughs> asks, After last episode, I tried to convince my brother's fiancé to honeymoon in Salem. Cool. So uh, we talked a lot about Salem, Massachusetts last episode. What other places do you maybe recommend they go for their honeymoon? So we might recommend marriage if we recommend something stupid. <laughs> so... Uh, if I could pick anywhere to go for a honeymoon and money was no object, I would recommend Japan. I think Japan cool. is a beautiful country and I got to spend a few weeks there, not for business, just for pleasure about a, about a year and a half ago. Not only is it beautiful, not only are all the cities in Japan gorgeous, not only are there great places to hike and vistas and amazing food. If you're into fish, you gotta go. Uh, the transit system in Japan is second to none. You can get across the entire country in like a three-hour bullet train ride, and it's not even that expensive. If you get your tickets in advance, you can get month-long passes, I think, for like a couple hundred bucks per person, and you could like just travel the entire country like before like breakfast if you wanted to get from one part to the other. It's insane. Uh, second to none. So I would say Japan. Japan would be my recommendation. It's a good answer. Um, I'm just going to anti-recommend New York. I don't know why you would go to New York for your honeymoon, but yeah. uh, I feel like uh, the only times me and my wife have really like gotten pissed off and argued with each other was trying to get around in New York. So just don't do that. You have a Homer Simpson relationship with New York. Yeah. Remember his negative association when he, he, had some, yeah. he, he had such negative associations, he didn't want to go back. That's why. Oh. I mean, I, New York's fine. I like it. I live in a somewhat similar place. Uh, it's just I instantly was comparing our just okay transit system with their very confusing transit system and uh it bothered me a lot so uh and it uh put a strain on a temporary strain on my relationship last time i was there so i didn't know that no not really like but but we just got but it was not a good time no i i feel like every time i've tried to get around in new york i've just been like this is just confusing. So don't go on, don't tell your brother's fiance to go to New York. Yeah, don't 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 go to New York and don't go on the subway in New York for your honeymoon. <laughs> Honey, we can do it all day. <laughs> you just buy one ticket. At least get a cab and find like a fancy hotel or something. It is. It can be stressful for romantic outings. New York City is definitely uh, dense. It's beautiful. Yeah, but it's dense. It, I think it's probably best in the winter. Because there's less people running around. Oh, probably. Um, but still, it's dense. What, what about you, Ryan? What would you say is a great well, place for a honeymoon? For all the honeymoons you've been on, I, <laughs> I'm going to steal from the playbook of the uh, one of my favorite comedians, Tom Segura. I can't tell you where to go, but I can tell you where not to go, and that's Buffalo, New York. For those of you who live in Buffalo, New York, you uh, oh, fuck it. You, <laughs> it's a garbage place. I don't like it. <laughs> It's I'm no, I guess decision. just it's New just, York State in general. Is say, just oh, but I've been through a lot of New York State. A lot of it is pretty beautiful, but yeah. not Buffalo. 
it's just a shithole. <laughs> if you live in Buffalo, get out. If you lack the socioeconomic means by which to get some upper mobility, then I apologize. No, I don't, because I said your city is shit, and I don't like it. I don't want to go back. That's my call. Um, anywhere in Vermont. Yeah, Vermont's delightful. It's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, you might be Bernie Sanders. He might just be there. Could yeah. be That'd be pretty cool. Handing out bird seed. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got one vote for Redistributing Vermont. Redistributing birds. <laughs> <laughs> we've got one vote for Vermont, one for the country of Japan, uh, and two negatives for New York State. John Neendick, who's written uh, questions before. <clears throat> Sorry. Our next question comes from John Neendick, and he asks, what went wrong with Sonic the Hedgehog? I think we've covered it. Thank you, Mr. Neendick. But <laughs> I don't I think believe... we, we answered the question. Uh, Sonic we... didn't translate well into 3D. Uh, that's what everyone says. Yeah. Yeah. Next, but, uh, basically, Sonic the Hedgehog, the mascot, uh, in my humble opinion, is still a great uh, character model. It's mm-hmm. just slow them down. Like, make the games move slower or make the levels much bigger and more exploratory like Mario 64. That's how I'd fix Sonic the Hedgehog these days. I like the idea of sprite-based 2D Sonic returning with like Sonic Mania did, but um, I, there's only so many times you can return to the well and literally reuse art assets from the original games the way they did in Sonic Mania. It feels like they put all the best of the original Sonics in a blender and they made a really good frap out of it. <laughs> um, I would say just, yeah, slow down Sonic, make the levels wider and bigger if they're in 3D. So, All right. Yeah, I that's Sonic. guess I agree with you. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. And get rid of the friends. Uh, of Sonic the Hedgehog that aren't Tails and Knuckles. Bulldozer asks, and I really like this question. Imagine you could take a piece of media, a movie, a book, a game, whatever, and have all the memories you have associated with that completely erased so you could experience it again for the very first time completely unspoiled. What game, book, movie, or whatever would you pick and why? I was thinking about this this morning. This is a dangerous question because what if you disassociated all your memories with something you loved re-experience it again and you didn't like it because it, it would it would it might change you fundamentally yeah, men in black neuralizer logic yeah you're removing one very specific it's uh yeah, yeah eternal sunshine the spotless mind what if like like you loved little mermaid and you blanked your memory of it like you grew up loving the music four-year-old you loved it and yeah. 31 year old goes and but like that it, like, would be tragic but really. the, 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 the the art that you appreciate as a child does have a profound influence on behaviors later in life you know your relationships they do yeah so uh, that's why when I, I've imagined this thought exercise before and I always feel like, well, I'd, I'd only feel comfortable doing that if it was a temporary process. Sure. If I could just take some drug or something that makes you temporarily forget the ending of a movie, the ending of a movie. Yeah. Or, or you know, the Morty's solutions to a game or something. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. want to replay some of the old adventure games and stuff that I loved as a kid. Yeah. Um, or... I mean, there's there's tons of movies. I'd love to I'd love to watch, I'd love to watch Star Wars with no knowledge of Star Wars. I think that would be pretty awesome. I did that, that would in college. Pretty, yeah, that's a great yeah. pick. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, because <laughs> when that film first came film when that movie first came out, <laughs> I just I did my father bought rented the VHS tape and didn't tell us my brother us being my brother and I and I distinctly remember. 
going through the opening credits, because I knew what Ninja Turtles were. I played the video games. I watched the cartoon. I had the coloring books. I'd seen the comics, but I didn't. Tr- they won't trust me with comics because they're thin and fragile, and I'm like five. And at this point, or maybe younger, I don't remember. Uh, I distinctly remember our first Ninja Turtle action figures, our, again, my brother and I, because before they had, they had plastic bodies and plastic heads, they had plastic bodies and rubber heads, and I was teething, so I just bit the heads we off. We talked about this, didn't we? Did we? I believe we did. Okay. Yeah. It definitely happened. <laughs> So I and I distinctly remember, holy shit, this is an actual movie about the Ninja Turtles. Would it have to remove the other two live action films? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, I think I'd still like seeing one really good one. One really like dark, actually shot in the dark, actually shot in the first movie is pretty cool. It's, it's like, cool, but I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of a waste of the wish. It is. Oh, yeah. It's. I, I feel like if you have somehow avoided watching the Ninja Turtles movie and you watched it now as an adult, you'd just be like, okay. I don't that's know, man. That's the experience you get. I chose this. I'm I didn't sti- really grow I'm up sticking with to my it. choice. I'm gonna. I, I could see it. Like it's I, a waste. You're correct. But 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 if all you've experienced was like the other stuff, like the the kind of dumber stuff, like the I, dumber's a sh- short yeah, trip. I guess but, so. But I mean, you could do something else from the era, like Terminator Two or something. Yeah, um, probably have a better time. I I think I'd want to pick something <laughs> that was very surprising or like escalated in a crazy way. Oh yeah. So I'm having a hard time not arguing Evil Dead Two. Uh, mm-hmm. If I could wipe my mind from all, if I could wipe all the memories of Evil Dead Two from my mind and sit down and watch it uh, again after only seeing the first one, be like, oh yeah, what, what happened to that first? One? I guess I'd have to wipe Army of Darkness from my mind too. I don't, maybe not. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, because Army of Darkness, I, I would know that this series, okay, ends up going here, and uh, I, I know this guy ends up in the past. Uh, but actually, you know, if I had erased only Evil Dead Two, I wouldn't know Army. Fucked. I I, I, I would have that moment where, like, probably halfway through, I'm like, this guy looks kind of like <laughs> Army of Darkness. It's kind of funny. He looks kinda same like name too. Yeah, same name. He's got the chainsaw on it. Oh, it's the guy from Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. I, I think it just be a fun experience. That movie escalates in such a way and just is relentless, and it gets funnier and funnier as it goes along until you rest. No, this is a comedy. It's not a horror film. I would love to watch Ghostbusters fresh. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. The good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not knowing what happens at the end. Yeah. I mean, just in case someone doesn't know, listening to this. To watch someone's eyes in their eyes for the first time of this thing. What, what evidence is there to support that this will happen at the end? Oh, nothing other than a bag of marshmallows. Like you, how could you possibly see that coming? What's like, that's pretty cool. It's a really good reveal. And I can't remember yeah. a time when I didn't know that's, that was how the movie ended. Maybe, maybe watching a movie that like was like a fundamental, like building block for other things you love would be great to remove from your memory. Like I'd love to watch unbreakable again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Not just because there's like a, a kind of a shock ending, but I just, there's certain experiences and atmospheres that movie achieves. Uh, we showed you, Ryan and I showed you unbreakable a couple that's months right. ago, right? Mm-hmm. Back in like February. Yeah. And I, you loved it by the except for the ending, right? Yeah, the ending was my least favorite part, but I did really like it. It, it would be cool to like. It was fun vicariously to see that through your eyes, mm-hmm. and the, like, like Neil's never seen this before. Um, but it's also a little bit of its time, though. I, I feel like, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, I, I did a really bad job with that, but like, yeah, like the music. Gets a well, the, also just like I feel like the, uh, that that movie would have a bigger impact on you if you were younger. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of oh, the Matrix. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, the Matrix. That's a good That'd one. be cool. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, this is fun, but I, right, let's... Yeah, okay, we can so, just go on and uh, on. Joseph Shuttle. The Abyss. We got, oh, we got right. <laughs> the next question. Joseph Shuttle asks, what are your feelings toward Black Friday? Um, all right, how about we each do a Black Friday story, even if it's like 
All right, I'll be quick. Yeah. Um, I fucking hate it. First of all, what's his name? <laughs> Mr. Shuttle. Joseph Shuttle. Great question. Yeah. I really don't like it. It's like the hunger. It's like not even the hunger. It's like the purge. Dude, I remember one time Ryan and I, I, the only thing I like about Black Friday, I guess, is, <laughs> I mean, like, 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 yeah, things well, go the on. great thing about Black Friday. Well, no, yeah. I mean, there's, there's only literally like two things I like about Black Friday. And one is like, oh, things went on sale. Like I bought like, I bought a nice monitor on Black Friday on Amazon. But True Detective yeah. Season 1, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh-huh. you can buy stuff like really That's cheap. Cool. Like, um, but the other, like, sometimes I do kind of like, you know, I'll be visiting my hometown for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and there's not a lot to do. Yep. And then it gets to like nine at night and like all the stores are opening on Thanksgiving and Ryan and I, a few times have gotten together and just driven around. And we one time went to visit his brother, Sean, who was in line to get his, uh, girlfriend at the time, now his wife, a PlayStation three. And he was in this like two hour wait just to get like a. Like it was like fifty percent off or something, and Ryan and I just decided to go and get coffee and bring it back, like some hot chocolate for people in line. <laughs> yeah, and like it was kind of it's like kind of like oh my hometown's like doing something, but even that I there's like I have to like convince myself of that. Yeah, it's like, well I feel like in our town it's not quite that bad. It's not as bad as it's gotten in other places. Yeah, it feels a little bit like a community. Like we're all just coming together to hang out in this line, and it's not the greatest thing, but we're all here together. But that doing the same thing. But yeah. Um, and I usually get roped. Uh, I've gotten roped into it a lot. Of, a lot of time. My na- my neighbor always goes with like her mother or whatever. And yeah. they invite us. And, you know, me and Ming will be like, uh, all right, let's do it. Just to walk around and just to walk around. To we're do not something. We're not trying to fill up. A, we did uh, when we first moved in together. Uh, we did get a bunch of stuff. We got like our blender and stuff. And yeah, it actually helped fill out. I'm our holding first off apartment. on getting a blender right now until Black Friday. Yeah, but I, I, oh, shit. I it's it's it is like, you know, it, it's gross. The, the it's com- a, all right. Yeah. The camaraderie and going around at night and being bundled up. And it's stuff. kind of it's, you could do that with Carol Christmas caroling. But, you could? but the Christmas carols don't get a fucking bat on each people, other. People, I, mean, I, I remember once uh, I years ago, this is probably 2006. Um, it still wasn't Black Friday, but uh, the Wii and the PlayStation 3 had just come out. Oh, and yeah. And the guy, my friend Ross Kavanoff and I went to a mall and slept overnight in this like truck of his. Uh, it was three of us, four of us. And we like hooked up like a laptop to the sound system and like like watched movies in, in the car and mm-hmm. stuff. And then the sun came up and we got in line with dozens of other people. There were, there were, there were two main entrances to this mall. And we could see through the glass door the other entrance. And there were far more people at this other entrance, right? Mm-hmm. So there's probably, I want to say, 150 people waiting to get in. And it wasn't for Black Friday. It was just to get a PlayStation 3 or a Wii. And the two security guards came over, and they looked at one another, and they counted three, two, one, and unlocked the doors. <laughs> and people literally just sprinted to the game store, just sprinted to the video game store. Everyone got in line. We waited another half an hour. <laughs> Uh, the GameStop people came out and said we have two Wii's and people flipped out and screamed and like we have one PS3 and people screamed. Oh, so we just no. left. We just left, right? And I'm like, well, that was dumb. It was fun to hang out overnight though in the car, like and yeah, like, watch kinda, movies and stuff. The, the interesting thing about Black Friday is just like being in Target in the middle of the night. It's, it's a great a, excuse to get away from like the boring stuff of your hometown. Like, yeah, yeah, like, but it's also just a weird. It's like a familiar place flipped upside down in a sort of way. Jesus Christ, we're all doing Black Friday this year, aren't we? I'm I, probably not. I aren't can't we? think of any. Like, I, I want to get a copy of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. For like seven huh. bucks on Blu-ray, I'm just gonna Amazon. <laughs> yep. Like I just don't. I, uh, so uh, Riley. Anyway, jo- mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. <laughs> Riley Johnson asks from Patreon, 
Would you rather collaborate with the other Kevin James or the other Ryan Murphy? And what would you make together? <laughs> All right, so that's two questions. Would we rather work with Kevin James or Ryan Murphy? I think we'd have a lot of fun with Doug Heffernan, Kevin James. I think mm-hmm. I think we could cast him. Uh, I want to see the next American Horror Story season starring Kevin James. <laughs> oh, I want to work... see him scared shitless, man. Hey, Ryan I want to Mur- work with the other Neil Cesariga. <laughs> I think Ryan Murphy, the producer, for those of you who don't know, Ryan Murphy's produced a lot of very popular television. Mm-hmm. He could probably hook Some us better up. than others. He could probably hook us up with like the powers that be and get us a proper TV show or movie made. So there's yeah. that. So what's we fun- could trick him into thinking that like this is you. <laughs> I, I still like we'll do a uh, duck soup thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan and him are like looking through a mirror, yeah. <laughs> but it's actually just like an empty frame. And our Ryan would like mirror the movements of TV producer Ryan Murphy. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> and then Ryan would say, I'm going to give Neil Cisariga and Kevin James all my money. I, re- <laughs> I remember I have fond memories of Nip Tuck, but I haven't rewatched in a long time. I, I like American Horror Story. Some seasons better than others. Uh, one, good. Two, confusing. Three, good. Four, Florida. Just Florida. Five, eh. And six, disappointing. It's disappointing, which is really too bad. I want to make a dead serious serial killer film with Kevin James as uh, like the farting strangler or something. Like fart just... strangler. Well, that's already that's the greasy strangler. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. Does he does he strangle people with his farts? Like they asphyxiate on the air, or does he like he can only fart when he strangles? He can only like fart when he strangles. So he has so, to. It's a rel- so, yeah. He, it's he, so he's racked with guilt. So he's not in the movie that much though. Like he appears like in the third act. Like when we finally get to corner the killer. Yeah, it's Kevin James. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hillary Taverna asks oh. if Kevin Ryan and Neil were muffins, what kind of muffins would you be and why? I'm gonna say blueberry because I have blue Fox. eyes. <laughs> so Ryan calls blueberry. Uh, oh, blueberry. Got oh, got some. Uh, corn muffin with butter. <laughs> 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 Your move, Kevin. You guys jumped the gun. I was going to say, like, I wanted to pick Ryan. Ryan would pick Neil, and they would oh, pick me. But okay, uh, no, well, whatever. Uh, so I get to pick what kind of muffin I am. Um, I would pick. Um, oh, shit. You guys pick the two. Actually, good wait. No, what am Do I you thinking? want corn muffin? Because I thought of a better one. No. No, I'm, not I'm thinking about a dozen donuts. I'm thinking about a box of donuts That's... you get at work or you get at home, and um, there's certain donuts that everyone eats, which means that they're dead now. And then there's a handful of ones that are terrible, like the, you know the cinnamon covered one. It's not terrible. I mean, they're all donuts. Someone's eventually going to eat it, <laughs> or a bird eats it, or something. But in short, don't you want to be the shit muffin that no one touches for a while? Don't you want shelf life? And by that I mean the one with raisins in it. Because honestly, yeah. honestly, whose favorite is that? A fucking psychopath. That's who. My favorite. I. I I guess I would decide to be like, like, uh, this is more of a cupcake than a muffin. And I can't, I don't know. I guess cornbread. Yeah. I really like cornbread muffins. Okay. I, 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 I'll give you cornbread cause I like those pina colada muffins. Ah, that's cool. Which might also be a regional thing. I think maybe even only exist at stop and shop. Uh, I've never seen them anywhere else. Um, but they're pina colada flavored muffins with like a little maraschino cherry on top. Uh, Kevin's Googling. Right yeah, for everyone who's listening. All Did right. you mean Pina Colada song? No, I said muffin. Muffins. Yes. All right. So there you have it, Hillary. Thank uh, you, Hillary. Well, that was uh, the latest episode of Guaranteed Audio. If you've been hunting for us on iTunes, 
or Google Play or Player FM or whatever, head over to guaranteedaudio.com to find the rest of our show and subscribe. There'll be links provided at guaranteedaudio.com for all your favorite podcasting, listening platforms of choice. Uh, we'll be back soon with more movies, podcasts, etc. This has been Kevin James with my cohorts. Ryan uh, Murphy. And Neil Cesariga. Good work, guys. Uh, thank you for weathering the Sonic the Hedgehog episode. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time. Da, 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 da.